Welcome to this edition of Cost Collective Radio on KZUM 89.3 Lincoln and KZUM HD. My name is Ashley and I am your host for today's show. This show was created to highlight the great work done by many of Lincoln's nonprofits who are members of Cost Collective. To learn more about Cost Collective and how we help our members better serve the community, you can visit the website at www.causecollectivelincoln.org. And while you're there, you can also sign up for the free newsletter to read all about what members are doing and how you can support them. You just click on the community newsletter under the community outreach button. We have a wonderful guest with us today. We have Ryan Carruthers, the Chief Clinical Officer from CenterPoint. Ryan, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thank you. Very excited uh, to be here and to get to talk a little bit about uh, all the wonderful things that CenterPoint is doing uh, here in the Lincoln community and beyond. Fantastic. We are excited to hear about it. Um, so let's talk a little bit about CenterPoint's mission and history to get our viewers familiar. Yeah, uh, love love talking about the mission. Um, I think uh, CenterPoint's mission is one of the uh, more straightforward missions you'll find. Um, uh, we find that most of our employees can memorize it on day one, um, and it, it, it really uh, encapsulates what it is we do and what it is we focus on. And, and the mission is very simply uh, to help the people we serve get better sooner for longer. Uh, and so uh, all the things that we do, we actually, uh, during our meetings uh, every day, uh, team meetings where we're talking about the people that we're working with uh, all the way up through our uh, executive meeting, we start with a mission minute uh, or a mission mindfulness minute where someone will share a story that really um, uh, just kind of captures the mission in its essence and, and and a real story about how we're out there helping people uh, to to find health and well-being every day uh, and so uh, the agency uh, was founded 50 years ago now we're celebrating our uh, 50th anniversary kind of on a rolling basis this uh, uh, this summer and uh, this fall. Uh, we're doing that with a uh, concert series uh, that, I'll, that I'll make mention of uh, uh, in a little bit. But uh, over the last 50 years, we've grown from being a very small nonprofit that was really founded uh, by the idea of uh, someone comes in the door, how can we help? that person, right? Uh, not uh, here's how we help uh, and finding people that need help the way we provide it, but really finding people that need help and asking them, what is it that you're in need of? Uh, and so it's really that basic premise that has led us through the last 50 years. Uh, uh, so it started off as a very small uh, nonprofit and, and the primary thing that we were doing uh, 50 years ago was a drug uh, crisis helpline. Uh, and so when someone was in crisis um, due to a drug issue, they could call the helpline and uh, CenterPoint would respond. Um, and over the years, we've grown uh, to the point where uh, we are now a, a full continuum 
of behavioral health services and even uh, into providing pri uh, primary care now. Uh, and so uh, the question has always been, like I said, what is the person who comes in the door? What are, what are their needs? Um, from that, we've kind of expanded out into asking the community what it what is it that the community needs um and whenever a uh, need is identified we say okay um can we help and if so uh, what do you need from us that sounds person-centered and it also sounds community-minded that is it sounds like a successful mission that is that sounds wonderful thank you for sharing all of that with us in 50 years that is yes exciting. exciting now you mentioned a concert series will that be in the summer and fall yeah uh our our uh we've already had one of the concerts uh i and then we'll have uh one in july uh and one in august as well that is wonderful so let's talk a little bit about your programs and services that you would offer to community members? Sure, so Centerpoint is traditionally been identified as a behavioral health organization. Uh, we really envision ourselves as being a whole health organization uh, and one that is focused on, uh, as you said earlier, person-centered care, which uh, I smiled when you said that because uh, that's actually one of our pillars. Uh, we have five pillars in terms of what our model of care is and uh, being person-centered is one of them. Uh, but we're really focused on uh, and envision ourselves as being a whole healthcare organization of choice uh, for the community. Uh, and so uh, the behavioral health continuum uh, starts at the, the very smallest level and gets pretty pretty big pretty quickly, but we provide uh, street outreach to individuals that are experiencing homelessness in Lincoln. Uh, and our street outreach team uh, goes out into encampments, uh, goes out into uh, the local homeless shelters, touch, touches base with uh, people that uh, may or may not be desiring services to try to establish relationships with them. Uh, because we know that at the center of human service work is human relationships. And so they go out and they establish these relationships with no pretext. There's no expectation. Uh, there's no recruitment into services. They provide uh, all kinds of resources to them uh, and uh, commodities. They, they bring out toothbrushes and soap and shampoo, uh, tents and uh, sleeping bags uh, for people that are uh, sometimes choosing uh, not to be in a shelter and, and instead to um, stay in an encampment or, or elsewhere to make sure that they also can, can live with as much dignity as possible. Uh, and, and so uh, street outreach is, is probably one of our smaller programs. Uh, we've recently uh, expanded with some grant funds that program uh, to also have an opioid overdose response uh, outreach. Uh, and so if someone has experienced an uh, overdose event, 
Um, we, we have some billboards up uh, throughout town kind of uh, advertising it, but what we want to do is make sure that uh, they have access to life-saving Narcan um, uh, to prevent any potential future overdoses that they or someone that they're around may experience. Now, we can't actually hand out the Narcan ourselves, uh, but what we can do is get them uh, to the pharmacy and we will provide transportation and, and uh, all everything that they need in order to be able to uh, uh, prevent unnecessary deaths due to uh, uh, opioid overdose. Uh, so that's our street outreach team. We then have a crisis response team. Uh, and uh, the crisis response model has changed over the years. Uh, Centerpoint, again, was founded with a, with a crisis line and, and that uh, has continued uh, throughout our history. We uh, run a 24-7 crisis line that is manned by uh, trained professionals. Uh, and uh, our crisis team can go out on site if someone is experiencing uh, a crisis and needs that kind of support. In addition, uh, the Lincoln Police Department has been uh, a great partner with us and we have a limited co-response model now where uh, they can call us out to the site 24 seven uh, of a mental health crisis and either a, a peer support professional or a licensed mental health professional will go out on site with the Lincoln Police Department and, and try to deescalate a situation. Um, and we are continuing to work with LPD to try to identify how we can expand that uh, co-response model uh, so that uh, we could uh, even get to the point where we are uh, being called out by dispatch rather than an officer who's already on scene and we get called out, you know, and they have to wait until we get there to where it becomes a more true co-response model. Um, from there, those are kind of our outreach into the community services. Uh, then we have our more traditional behavioral health services uh, that are considered outpatient level. Uh, and that's your, your mental health therapy, uh, drug and alcohol counseling, um, peer support services, uh, psychiatric services, uh, and uh, care management. Uh, oft, oft, uh, sometimes referred to as community support uh, or community support workers. Um, and all of those services are kind of found in um, uh, our outpatient location, which has just moved into uh, a brand new facility. I think I'll, I'll be talking about a little bit more here in a minute. And the, uh, uh, the other thing that we added in starting in uh, May of 2020, right after the COVID epidemic uh, struck, uh, we were blessed with some grant funds that allowed us to become what's called a certified community behavioral health clinic. And so what this means is that, again, we provide that full continuum of behavioral health service. And uh, what, we, what these grant funds allowed us to do was to bring in primary care and so now we can truly treat the whole person uh, when they come in. And in behavioral health, um, sometimes we see people that, that will come in and they're willing to talk to a therapist and a peer support, but they, they're not willing to go see a primary care provider. Uh, and so having that person 
that's part of our team. Uh, uh, it's not just co-located. We're, we're all uh, using the same health record. We, we all sit in the same staff meetings. Um, and, and so having that person on site has just been a game changer in terms of really trying to help people uh, get better. Um, also under this uh, CCBHC uh, grant, we were able to bring in uh, a slew of what's typically considered adjunct uh, kind of health services that aren't really traditionally billable in any kind of uh, way. And uh, these are just general health and well being activities that there's no way to uh, otherwise get paid for. And so through the through this grant funding, um, uh, we're doing lots of things that are focused on whole health. And, and just as an example, uh, we're doing some things around uh, healthy eating and uh, diet and uh, exercise and just really trying to expand our concept of mental health, where uh, we, we believe that the COVID pandemic really opened people's eyes up to the reality that mental health is not something that people have when they struggle with schizophrenia. Mental health is something that everyone has, right? And so uh, the question is really not, do you have mental health? The question is what state is your mental health in? Uh, and so really uh, trying to expand that conversation and broaden the, the types of things that are built into a mental health system. Um, uh, I haven't even begun to mention yet our, our, uh, uh, our services that are residential in nature and, and in both Omaha and Lincoln, uh, we have residential programs, uh, uh, seven total residential programs um, that we have. We also have uh, over 200 units of housing uh, uh, throughout the Lincoln community. Uh, that we either own and lease or that we manage, uh, most of which are, are primarily for individuals that have been through uh, mental health programs, Centerpoint and others, uh, and need some level of continuing support and connectedness to uh, the mental health system. Would you consider that kind of like a transitional housing for those who are working on their mental health? Is that kind of what what it sounds like yeah it's it's similar to transitional housing only it, it's really considered to be more like permanent supportive housing so this transitional implies that hey there's going to be a brief period of time where you live in this housing and then you move on and 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 these these things that we're talking about are actually they can lease out the rest of their life and they can have access to the the, the care manager or the peer support worker that comes with that property, that they can have uh, access to them on an ongoing basis. Uh, because again, as their 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 needs, their mental health needs kind of ebb and flow, they might need more and then they might need less. And and uh, you know, also within within them, there's not necessarily a, a requirement that they engage, but it's more that it is always going to be available to them uh, in case the need does arise. That is so exciting, especially since part of mental 
health is your physical health and having a place to stay where you're safe and sheltered. Um, that's that is absolutely key to mental health. That's that's super exciting. Yeah, another another pillar in our model of care uh, is what's called the housing first model. Uh, it's part of harm reduction overall. And and the housing first model says that uh, you have to house the person first before they have an opportunity uh, to get better and that that housing should not come with any kind of pretext like you have to be sober in order to get the housing that the housing is the end goal uh, and that the other services can you know come alongside that but should not have to be required as part of it that's great too because you also mentioned homelessness and how uh it seems to me like you all are doing wonders to destigmatize homelessness yeah and and not just homelessness but really uh destigmatize uh mental health issues uh in in the broadest sense and uh yeah that's that's a primary aim of ours is destigmatization and so uh you know, as we go through and talk, you'll you'll never hear me say the word client or consumer or patient, uh, because those terms uh, we feel actually stigmatize people and 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 take away the humanity. And so, when we talk about the people we serve, even in our mission, it's people. Uh, when we talk about individuals, we say individuals, or we call them by their their name, right? And and. It's always about recognizing the humanity um, and it's not homeless people, it's people experiencing homelessness, right? It, they're people first and they have a unique set of uh, experiences that, and that's where we come in to help guide them through uh, those, those experiences that they might be struggling with. Wonderful, wonderful. Tell us more. Are there any other programs or services that you have? Because there are so many good things that you all are doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I think that's that's uh, that's primarily what we're doing out there right now. Um, recently, we added a program, again, in partnership with the Lincoln Police Department um, and uh, what's traditionally been known as civil protective custody. Uh, that um, uh, another agency in town um, uh, said they weren't going to be able to continue providing that service. And this is again where Centerpoint came in and said, okay, can we help? If so, how, how can we help? And uh, so we worked with uh, Lincoln Police Department to create our Link Point program. And Link Point um, is uh, basically a model where people are brought there when they've been deemed by law enforcement to be um, unable to uh, provide for safety uh, for themselves, typically because of intoxication and typically uh, under the influence of alcohol. Uh, and where we provide a safe environment for them that is a non-locked uh, and secluded environment. Uh, and so they're, they're sitting there in, in a open environment with others typically, uh, and our staff is there. And uh, rather than being put into a locked area, 
for this period of time until they're able to be released, uh, where we have them uh, in a what we call a milieu and a therapeutic environment. And we uh, engage with them, we talk to them about what their experience has been and uh, help connect them to uh, other services if that's what uh, they think they're in need of at that time. Uh, we touch base with their support systems uh, in order to you know, get them moved on from the facility into another safe environment under supervision typically, uh, but uh, also to provide the support system with the resources uh, uh, for that individual or for themselves. I am writing that down because um, you're talking about, you know, the whole person, the um, system. There's just it's so much that works together, um, which is which is something that it seems like Centerpoint has really pinned down, and they're continuing to um, grow and change and change within the community, which that's that's really exciting as well. Yeah, one, one last thing that we do, and it's not on any service uh, uh, brochure anywhere or anything like that, but uh, it's advocacy. And uh, the advocacy uh, that we do uh, goes up through the highest levels. And so uh, I said earlier, we are a grant-funded Certified Community Behavioral Health Clinic, CCBHC, uh, but Centerpoint uh, has been uh, working along with NABHO, the Nebraska Association of Behavioral Health Organizations, and many other organizations in Nebraska to try to uh, push for the state of Nebraska to opt in to CMS, the Center for uh, uh, Medicaid and Medicare Services, um, uh, to be able to, in the state of Nebraska, pay for certified community behavioral health clinics to be uh, a, a thing in Nebraska. Rather than it just being a federal grant, the problem with grant funding is that it is not sustainable. Uh, and so this would make uh, it a permanent part the way uh, many other states have. Uh, uh, and not only did we advocate for this legislation, uh, but then the uh, governor himself uh, uh, advocated for the legislation and it was passed and signed into law. Uh, and so CCBHCs are coming to Nebraska in a very formal, permanent way. Um, and, and obviously this is something that's important to us because uh, we've been a CCBHC now for uh, over three years and looking to continue to pr provide these services, but also see the need for other agencies uh, to be able to provide similar services in Lincoln and throughout the state. Um, and so that kind of uh, advocacy and, and uh, work doesn't, like I said, fit well onto a brochure, but certainly something that, that uh, we feel is important because it's not just helping people, it's changing the system so that the system can better help people. Absolutely. And advocacy goes throughout your services. You're you know, advocating for your clients' health. You're advocating for community services, continuing those. So um, that's, that's fantastic that you all have that relationship as well. Um, I do want to ask, you have a new facility that's open. Is that correct? 
Yeah, yeah, and I, I uh, kind of alluded to it earlier, but uh, what we're uh, calling our Campus for Health and Well-Being. Uh, so here in Lincoln, it's at 2202 South 11th. That probably doesn't mean much to people, but um, uh, the the building that we bought from Lancaster County, uh, I believe four, almost five years ago or so, and then uh, we uh, tore all the insides out. Most people will know it by uh, its old name, which was Trebert Hall. Uh, and so uh, we purchased that property from the county and completely renovated it. We put a new front uh, face on the building uh, and uh, have really, uh, we have a health and well-being garden around the back that has a dry creek bed and uh, raised garden beds that are community gardens. There's a, a walking labyrinth. This is where we have our primary care. Uh, our classes on uh, uh, healthy diet are, are, are located out of there. And then it's, it's a hub uh, because on this community block, uh, we have a church, uh, there's an elementary school, uh, our campus for health and well-being is here. We have a residential uh, long-term uh, co-occurring disorder uh, facility here. Uh, and Lancaster Manor um, uh, home is here on this, all on this same block. And so it really is meant to be uh, a open community location, uh, plan on holding conferences and, and, and community gatherings, meetings, and uh, all kinds of things here, along with providing these really vital services to the community. Uh, in an area that uh, has a high need for uh, for services. Uh, so our, our Campus for Health and Wellbeing uh, is now open. Uh, we had our uh, uh, opening, grand opening, ribbon cutting uh, almost a month ago and had our first of our 50th anniversary concert series here. Um, for more information about the concerts, they are open to the community. They're back in the health and well-being garden. Uh, there'll be live music uh, uh, from five to seven. Uh, we're going to do one every month from now through the end of August, and uh, that all that information is centerpoint.org. It's right on our homepage uh, about our health and well-being concert series. That is. So exciting, especially like you said, it's in a high need area. So you have accessibility in mind. Yes, absolutely. And, and you know, it, it's basically on 11th and South. So uh, you've got, you know, transportation bus lines, very easy to get to uh, a kind of area um, centralized in a high need um, community. Exciting, so exciting. That is Ryan Carruthers with the Centerpoint. He is the Chief Clinical Officer. Thank you again for coming in today. All right, thanks a lot. Okay, well, that's all the time we have for today. Thanks for listening to Cause Collective Radio on KZUM 89.3 Lincoln and KZUM HD, Lincoln's Community Radio. For more information and to listen to this podcast, you can visit www.causecollectivelincoln.org and tune in next time for another wonderful guest on Cause Collective Radio. 